today our socks are going to be knocked off because we are talking to Steve McKinney. He's going to share with us his radical 15 minute, that's right, only one five 15 minutes training protocol technique that is perfect for training with social distancing while maximizing customers per hour. And we'll learn his training technique that works great with anyone, even the challenging clients with many injury limitations. You'll also learn how he charges for these 15 minute sessions to see if this concept would work well for your business. And we'll find out how he has transitioned part of his business to be online training and how that online training is almost completely automated. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Before we get to the show, I just wanted to share what has been going on with me and what I'm wondering. In the last podcast, I shared that I was dealing with a personal immunity issue, ironically, even as I'm working on this immunity boost fat blast finish challenge. Um, I started to get like rash last week and it was coming back every day and getting worse and I went to the ER. Um, but I'm excited to announce that today I woke up with no rash and I, I don't even know again what caused it. Um, so I got to do the things I loved. I got to go outside without being afraid of trees anymore. And I got to exercise and jump up and down and not feel incredibly itchy. So a lot of excitement. I, for one, just felt just so grateful to be healthy again. And I think it brings us to a topic that we're all dealing with is that we're entering our first stage of re-energization as the states start to open up. Georgia, where I am, is the first state to open all of their businesses. So you're probably getting ready to open your gym. And my question for you is, what are you going to do to re-energize your past customers to come back in? Will you put on maybe the Immunity Boost Finish Challenge? Will you give out incentives? Uh, and how will you space out the gym to give customers comfort that there'll be adequate spacing? I would love to hear your thoughts and what your questions are in the Facebook group, Fitness Business Secrets. Ironically, today's episode is really fitting. We recorded it right when quarantine was starting, and Steve shared with me this really interesting 15-minute technique that he uses with his clients. They only come in twice a week, and they see these radical transformations. So, could this be an option for you besides changing the spacing, changing the timing so that someone comes in for 15 minutes, maybe they start working out for 10 minutes on their own farther across the room and then you guys swap out. Could you even have two people during this 15 minutes to bring the costs down as people are getting back into their jobs? Um, could they just, you know, sway on the side? Will you have a waiting area so it's clear where they can wait and there's no confusion? 
So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and it gives you ideas of how to set up your programming for optimization for you and your customer. Make sure to join the Facebook group so we can talk about this more. See you there. Hi, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. Today on the show, we have Steve McKinney. He has been in the fitness industry for over 30 years. His accomplishments include placing first as Mr. Southern Illinois, reaching a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and owning multiple fitness studios in jiu-jitsu and boot camp. He recently started a new personal training gym that uses his 15-minute workout where clients only need to come in for two times a week. It's amazing. And they see complete body transformation. So I'm so excited to have you on the show, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, I know that you are basically a fitness entrepreneur veteran, been uh, done really well with bodybuilding, and now you're just kind of passing on the information to your clients. You have your own personal gym, a personal training gym, and now you do a lot of online uh, training. So can you tell me just about like what your business looks like, maybe as a recap before what's happened with coronavirus? Absolutely. So so you you said I was a veteran, which means <laughs> that I'm, I'm a little older. So, <laughs> so I've been listen. I've been doing this for a very very long time, and um, actually, probably before it was in vogue. I mean, I was I started training people 30 years ago. I remember buying a a little how to train how to personal train people out of a course in a Weeder magazine in the back, and so I got that course and just started working from there. And so what I did was I started a business years ago in my garage and I had clients, our, the local gym closed. So I had just had clients come in and pay a monthly fee and it got kind of out of control. I had like 50 clients and they were uh, uh, 50 members and they're coming in and out of my garage all hours of the day. So, so I decided then with a small uh, business to come up with the idea. I wanted to prove to people that you didn't need a ton of equipment to build a good physique. So I decided to enter a bodybuilding contest, I actually entered a few. And from there, people would come and ask me a lot of questions. And that's kind of where the personal training thing morphed. So I stopped doing the uh, gym membership and just do it, did one-on-one private training. Now my background is always been high intensity training. You probably won't recognize some of the names, but back in the eighties, there was guys like Mike Mincer and then you know, in the 90s, Doreen Yates and Arthur Jones and all these high intensity training protocols and this type of stuff. And so what it was, was very short, infrequent, hard workouts. And so I just, over the years, built a system. I've literally, um, I know this will sound crazy, but I've literally done a probably 150,000 one-to-one private personal fitness training sessions. I was doing up to a hundred a week. Now I once again do them very short. So one of my niches is a 15 minute workout. And so, and I've trained a lot of people like that over the years. And we also get very, very good results. So from there, from the garage, we, we moved it, you know, obviously three or four years ago, we moved into a bigger place because we also have a jujitsu school now. And I'm a black belt in jujitsu, and so is my son. So we, he kind of runs that side. I run the personal training side. I used a lot of Facebook advertising and just, uh, I you know, would go around and do a lot of presentations. 
and kind of built a business from there. And then I, I hired some trainers to work with me. I taught them my system. And then, you know, we were just, we were really rocking it before the coronavirus hit. And so we had, honestly, we had just moved into a new building three weeks before this hit. And so we had actually taken you know, a lot of our savings and, and put it into this. So it was pretty devastating. However, you know, I, we're going to recover and we're going to, you know, I, I never have overspent. I've always been really, really under the radar as far as budgeting and things like that. So, so we're good in that respect. Um, hmm. We're going to make it through, you know, we're, we're dealing with all this stuff that everyone is dealing with at this point. So yeah. that's, that's where we're at right now. And, and then I have a plan moving forward. Yeah. And if I could ask you two uh, questions, one sure. is your high intensity training, which, you know, as of five years ago, seems like it's a new thing. And I know, but it's, it's been around and you're seeing it. Is this the same type of hit that people are talking about, or do you have a different uh, protocol for yours? Well, tell me what people are talking about. What are you, which one are we talking about here? They're, you know, high intensity interval training, they'll say, and then is it different? It's a little bit different. Oh, so okay. High, yeah, yeah tell me. High intensity interval training probably is going to be in more like Tabata protocols, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off with more ballistic type movements. So for me, you know, my theory on, on training as a whole is the, you know, I, I train people generally that are a bit older and, and here's what's interesting. You know, you'll, you'll talk to people about like how to train as you age, but that's only theory. You only can learn it once you've aged. And so people really don't understand when you're training clients that are 35, you know, plus, and I got clients that are, I have clients that are all the way up, all the way up to 80 years old. And so the principles still apply across the board, you know, a body's a body. And so the way that I train people is a full body, high intensity workout, one set, each set right at muscular failure, keeping time under load, probably around 45 to 60 seconds, no rest in between sets. So I can build metabolic momentum or, you know, kind of a conditioning factor in the middle of that. And then I, I train people specifically for strength. And also the movements are very slow and controlled. My reasoning for that is I think that like as a trainer, I don't want to get anybody hurt. The number one thing is obviously to do no harm. So I combined that and I developed a system over the years. I've written a book about it. It's called the 3W Approach to Fitness. It's weight training, walking, and watching your diet. I combine that all together and I have a system. And then what I do is I take that system and I apply it to people. For example, I always explain it to people like this. Let's say that you go and you're going to buy a, a suit off the rack. The suit off the rack is general, but we make it individual by, by, by sizing the suit to you. So my program um, that I use is, is general and it works, but I also individualize that, meaning that if someone has a tweak here, a knee injury, a shoulder injury, you know, those types of things. So what I look at is the least amount of exercise to elicit a response, not the most. I'm looking at the minimalist approach to exercise rather than the maximum. And the reason for that is I'm looking for a return on my investment. I want the best return on my investment. And what I mean by that, my exercise investment. So even myself to this day, I use those particular protocols. For example, as I've, I filmed the video 
yesterday, my son training and he did, he's a pretty good athlete. And we did a seven minute and 52 second workout. It was a high intensity workout and I filmed it and it was just really intense workout. So that's how I approach my training mm-hmm. protocols. And each individual is just that an individual. So I apply those things to that particular person. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I got that you you only do one set for per each exercise, forty five to sixty seconds under load. I was wondering what when you when you do use weights, how heavy then do you go if it's forty five to sixty seconds? Whatever that person can do at that particular moment. For example, I'll start the person off with the first, my initial session, I'll take them through and teach them the exercises. And then I have a general idea after training so many clients, what a general strength level is. Once I get to them kind of uh, just started, I begin to add weight to where they will then fall into that category of muscular failure, which in, within a particular time frame and I try to keep the muscle loaded the whole time constantly using tension now if you've have had clients over the years then obviously you're going to have to throw some variation so I use a lot of machines I also use dumbbells but the reason I use machines is because we don't have like for example if you're doing a bench press you have to learn how to do that. So it has somewhat of a skill aspect to it. You have to learn how to do it properly. But with a machine, you set the person in, you get them set up and you show them how to do it, but they can actually work hard without worrying about the, the technique aspect of it. That's why I use a lot of machines. It creates more efficiency. So once I get that, that load and that um, time frame set up, I go from there. But I also continue... After a period of time, I I throw in variations because I do think that your body does adapt. So I really do like variation in the middle of that. It sounds crazy, you know, short, high intensity workouts. And I only, I know this will sound even, you know, kind of crazier as well. I only do, I only have people do two sessions a week. I don't have them do any more than that. And at like, for example, with athletes and things like that, some of them can only recover from one session per week because of the intensity level. Once again, this is out of the box. This is just different stuff. And what I look at, I look at exercise as a very inefficient way to lose weight. Most people come to you and you, you kind of understand this. People, they want to lose body fat. You know, they want to feel better. They want to look better. They don't know exactly what they want, but they, that's kind of what, what it comes down to. So I look at the categories like this. Weight training is, it has one particular reason and that's to build muscle. It's to build strength. One of the number one things for strength or for anti-aging is strength. I mean, you, you know, as people get older and that starts even in their twenties, if they're not doing anything, they be, begin to decline in strength. So we need to make sure that we remain strong from there. When it comes to diet, I look at, and I know a lot of people argue against this, but I'll just kind of give you an overview. I look at uh, caloric intake as a whole to begin with. Now there's a point where that stops working. And that's where the individual aspect comes in. We begin, I, I've written a book also on, on fasting. I'm a big intermittent faster. I've been doing that for like eight years. I get my blood work checked. I have my cl- a lot of my clients do that. That is a lifestyle. So I don't generally set up diets for people in the long term, even though we do start them like that. 
I generally try to develop lifestyles and, and the best way to anti-age is to reduce body fat levels within a reasonable um, amount, increase your strength levels the best you can and, and use walking maybe 30 minutes a day. If people want to go outside of that, that's fine, but that is just my general approach and I have a private page on results and I just get people results all the time. I just, I mean, I've literally had three people um, just this week who started the program texting me with different results that they're getting. And I always tell them, you know, the program never fails. It just works. And after doing it for a period of time, you kind of get an idea of that. Huh. That's really interesting. I actually haven't met anyone who does 15 minute workout. So that's why I'm extra curious. And I think that really appeals to people does the, so for example, for the 45 to 60 second time under tension, is that about 15 to 20 reps? It just depends on how fast your reps go. So okay. I kind of use like a, maybe a three second up, three second down. So then you're looking at about 10 reps per exercise, eight to 10 right there. Cause you're looking at 48 to 60 seconds in that particular time. A lot of times though, I, I do a lot of freestyle. And so let's say a person, actually some of my equipment is archaic. I have some old like Nautilus equipment from the 70s and 80s, but I love it because the force curves are really, really harsh and they're hard. And that's what I want with, I want the exercise to be hard, not easy. And so a lot of times, let's say I have a person in a particular movement and they get five reps and they haven't made it to where we want them. I can do a drop set or I can do a times, I can do an isometric hold in the middle of that. So there's a lot of variations that I can make on the fly to keep them in that particular range. And I also, with a lot of my clients, I, I, one of the things I've been experimenting with recently is more time static contraction, which is isometric training, but kind of pushing against an object, not just holding it, but pushing against an object that don't move. I, I got a piece of equipment that actually measures pounds per square inch. Um, in the middle of that. So I, I get clients that have, I have a knee injury. So what I'm able to do is work outside of the joint pain, still increase muscle and strength and help rehabilitate those injuries while we go through the process. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I would, I'd love to see the isometric one pushing against that sounds really interesting because I, I, I've, when I had my gym, there were so many older clients that did come in and, or even not even older, like they just, they had so yeah. many injuries and we, and my trainers, because I had, there was usually trainers who trained them. They would say, I'm not sure what to do with them. And I was like, I don't want you to hurt them. And so I think a lot of people, could use a technique like a lot of trainers could use a technique like that. Absolutely. We train outside of the, of the pain zone. And so, so for example, let's say someone has a knee problem. We, I, I can do that time static contraction or I can work outside of the, the zone that there's pain. For example, maybe we're near the extended um, part of a leg press and maybe we're only moving four to six inches and we're doing that in a very slow way, but there's no joint pain. But if you go down seven inches, you hit that joint pain area. You want to stay outside of that zone. That's one thing that I try to try to do with, with clients. If we can't get any movement at all, because a lot of people I have come in, you know, you have people that are overweight and what happens is it wears your joints down, it wears your knees down. So I'm able to train people and 
put off knee replacements for periods of time. One lady I trained for 10 years, she was supposed to get a knee replacement. We were able to keep that from happening for, you know, just extending it by adding muscle. And she felt fine with that and adding strength with that and working outside of the pain zone. So yeah, I have a whole bunch of just different things that I do after, you know, training with people for a long period of time and just learning things. And I'm kind of a geek when it comes to this stuff, just studying it. And, you know, yeah. I, work with, I have a lot of clients that are physicians. And so, you know, I'm able to kind of learn things from them as we go. So could you give me a quick example of something like, let's say a lot of people come in with lower back pain and then let's say, or what's up? Because you mentioned you, you do exercises where they just push against something. Correct. So yeah, then, yeah. What would that look like? If there's, I actually have a gym, it's called a one rep gym. And what it is, it's a, I would have to show you a picture of it. Okay. I think. Yeah. What it, what it's like, it does 10 different exercises. Okay. But let me, and what it does, it measures pounds per square inch on a meter. So I put a person at a particular angle Mm -hmm. and then I find that angle that doesn't hurt the joint. And then I'm able to work in that particular area, measure their results, record their results and bring them back in the next time to see if they get stronger. Hmm. And so, so it's really interesting how it all plays out. But going back to, let's say that a client has, has back pain. Like if the first thing I do is I I will, most back pain is, you know, you'll see, you know, some people have like disc problems and things like that. You have to be super careful, but I do use a foam roller just to kind of pinpoint what's going on. And most of the time, what you'll find is that with foam rolling, you'll be able to, you'll be able to narrow down some trigger points. And most of the time they're in the glutes. And so I'll roll that person out right when they come in just to see how they respond. And generally what you'll see is like, oh my gosh, I feel much looser, you know, much uh, more, you know, like much less pain just from that simple rolling position, because the the, what your body's doing is trying to protect that particular area by tightening up the muscles around it. So I'll use that. But also, sometimes I directly go after that back pain. For example, isometric or time static contraction deadlifts seem to, we can work outside a pain zone and seem to build the surrounding muscle in those areas. And so I've like, personally, I started using those types of exercises about a year ago and I have had some low back pain. It has helped my low back pain incredibly. I feel more stable in it. So. So so, you're saying you're doing some deadlifts and instead of kind of just, you almost hold it at different angles in the deadlift. You, you, you don't exactly, you do hold it, but you also pull against the resistance. There's a difference between time, between isometric, which is holding and time static contraction, which is intentionally uh, pulling against the resistance for a period of time. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So let's say that I put my hands in front of me um, and I begin to push my palms together. As I push my palms together, I have start my clients slow. I increase the intensity a bit, and then I have them go as hard as they dare for a particular amount of time, teaching them what as hard as you dare means mm-hmm. so that they're safe in the middle of their movements. Mm-hmm. So, the so, iso- right. so the isometric is basically because they're pushing against their own muscle. That, that's the tension, right? 
Where like when you're isometric, you're kind of pushing against your like when muscles when, against each other. Yeah, when you're isometric, you're holding. When you're static contracting, you're pushing pushing against the muscles. So there's two different ways to go about it. Mm -hmm. uh, isometric hold would be like holding 20 pound dumbbells in your hand for as long as you can. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And yeah. a static contraction would be like I'm overloading and I'm pulling as hard as I possibly can for a period of time mm, in a direction. Uh huh. Which you literally because I have a. a I, it measures the pounds per square inch. You literally get 100% effort. And it's hmm. one of the only ways that you can measure that particular effort because all other measurements are subjective. This is one objective measure that I can look at and say, boom, I'm hitting this at 100%. Now I'm seeing how my body responds to it. And what people, what's really interesting, I was reading a book the other day, it was called A Minimalist Approach to Exercise by John Little. And what he does is he, it's an excellent read, but he just talks, he does measurements after training on when muscle peaks. And what he finds is that muscle peaks, you know, not immediate. It takes days for the muscle to, to grow. So he, once again, I think his training protocols are probably once a week. Doug McGuff, who's written Body by Science, he, he's also maybe once every five to seven days. I, I find that two days a week seems to work pretty well for people. And so that, that seems to work best for, for my clientele. Yeah. Do all of your clients do 15 minutes? Yeah. And I don't make 15 minutes just, it's kind of a, a general guideline, but yes, the answer is yes. And, and it's always interesting. It's like people come in, it's like, oh, 15 minutes isn't going to work for me. And so it's always fun to take someone to actual muscular failure with intentional muscular contractions and keeping the weight loaded the whole time, literally within the first two exercises, you can see the look on people's faces. And, and the comments that I get over and over and over again is I've never felt anything like this, but it's just targeting muscles. It's just learning how to go about things. And then it's just, it's just applying that particular principle to people. Yeah. Uh, for the, oh, and I want one more question about the pushing, uh, the isometric pushing. Uh -huh. If somebody hears this and thinks, oh my God, I have a client, this is what I need to do with them, but they don't have your tool where they can measure it can huh. they just use like a wall or you can get definitely okay. definitely yes they're um i i use the floor i took someone through a full isometric i'll give you an example right now where you're sitting okay let's say that you would take your the palms of your hands and put them outside of your legs right near the knee okay mm -hmm. and what i'm going to have you do is i'm going to have you act like you're going to open your legs up but what I want you to do is slowly begin to push, but don't let the legs move and just push at about 50% of what you could do. Okay. You feel that a little bit? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have them hold that for about 10 seconds. And then I have you go to about, let's say 75% or medium of what you can do. Okay. So you're kicking that up just a little mm. from there. Okay. Now what I want you to do is we're going to go as hard as we can go, as hard as we dare for about 30 seconds. And, hmm. and so you're going to feel your upper body. You can use a belt if you don't have, I'm just doing this because we don't hmm. have anything. But as you begin to, to do that, do you feel the tension in the, you know, it's like on the outside of the legs, the hips, mm -hmm. and you do that as hard as you dare for 30 seconds. What you'll find is immediately you'll feel that your heat, the heat in your body rises. Yeah, and so it's, yeah, there's all kinds of ways to go about that. Yeah. All, all wow. kinds of 
Incredible. For your 15-minute workouts, do you have them come in earlier where they actually spend <laughs> I love it. No, I love the fact that it's just is like, you know, it's like most it's blowing people, my mind. It does blow people's <laughs> mind. Yeah. I, okay. So no, I have people come in the door. We set you up and I start them. I have an old school Nautilus clamshell machine. Okay. And it just, ice, it just isolates your abs. So what I do is I start a person on that app. I don't get people in. I don't warm them up because that is my warm up. So I start them with a particular uh, movement. I'll have them begin and go very, very slowly, three seconds in the, to the contracted position, three second hold, three second back, keeping tension on the muscle the whole time. I take them right at muscular failure. Let's say that I'm taking you through, um, I get you to the end, I'm watching because I can kind of read what's going on. Then I have you do that hold at the end. I may do a five second. I may do a 10 second. And right till you get to that end, you'll be like, whoa, that felt interesting. Then we go immediately to, let's say I do a V-bar pull down. Okay. So I go from ab to my pull down. Same thing. Three seconds down. Intentional contraction by trying to almost drive the bar into your, pull the bar into your chest, driving your elbows back, acting like the weights on the back of your elbow, squeezing your upper back as you do it. I come back up to the top, make sure it's a really smooth turnaround. Then I go back down. The next movement, I'll take them to uh, a Nautilus chest press mm -hmm. and I'll do the same. So I go push, pull and go from there. And then like when people get more advanced, I could do like uh, bodybuilding routines of back and biceps. I could do a lot of variables in the middle of that. If I'm breaking it down, I, I train it, it, into that. When people get more advanced, I'll do chest rows and triceps on Monday back and biceps on Thursday, the next Monday I'll do legs. And I have all kinds of tools that I use to target those particular muscle groups. And I do, you know, a lot of variables in the middle of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it, when, and you're mentioning um, your programming. So do you, so it sounds like you break up like one set of muscle groups per day and then you. I know like, I actually generally start people with a full body. We generally do two full bodies per week. After a period of time, then we begin to look at things and say, okay, hey, here's where we're at. Let's throw, you know, I've had people with me for 20 years. So I throw a lot of variables in to keep that particular way of training fresh. Yeah. Do you find, I don't know if I'm reading into this correctly, if since you have, you're, you're getting to real muscle with exhaustion, fatigue, uh -huh. and that's the key, right? Where they stay through Correct. it. Correct. And I think a lot of us, even as trainers too, we can, if we're not with someone who's pushing us, it's, it's, that's hard to stick through it. It is hard. To, you're absolutely right. So is Definitely. it hard for people to, to do, let's just, so we're just talking in general, to do this type of protocol correctly, really do that, that fatigue for 15, you know, uh, for 15 minutes without a trainer? Do you find that they don't get the same? Like if they're trying you to do it on their own? <laughs> I, I personally can do it, mm. but I also will have like my son come in and train me at times as well. But no, you are absolutely correct. It is hard to do on your own. And generally, like if people are on their own, I generally say, hey, do your best to go to failure, but you might want to add a second set. You're, yeah. You know, the, the routine might be a little longer, you know, for you. But like I said, with my clients and, you know, having as many clients as I've had and the results that I've gotten over the year, 
over the years, the protocol just, it really does work. And once again, I'm not just locked into a 15 minute workout. It's kind of a bit of a niche market, a bit of a selling point, you know, but it's just, it, what I'm looking at is how can we, in a busy world, how can we reduce the time spent in the gym, still get great results and go from there? And once again, I, I think, you know, like a lot of people like to use exercise to burn calories and, and that, that's fine for me what happens as you begin to age is your joints, you don't want to wear your joints out. And so just, you know, there's a, every, there's a lot of protocols that work and I'm not against any of those types of things. But what I'm looking at is I'm 59 years old. I still can train hard. I still do jujitsu. And I attribute that to proper strength training without scorching my joints in the middle of everything. So if I'm doing ballistic movements, power cleans and presses and things like that, that's going to wear your joints out over a period of time. Not, you know, if people want to do it, I'm not criticizing anyone's programs. I'm just saying that here's what I have found to work the best and to keep people strong for the rest of their life. I try to uh, tell people we're going to develop a lifestyle. For example, we're going to develop a lifestyle of eating. I don't like putting people on diets, but I develop lifestyles of eating. And listen, the bottom line is it's always going to be calories in, calories out, no matter how we cut that. It still comes down to that. But how do you apply that? What does that look like in the real world? And that's how I approach those particular things. Yeah, that's really cool. Hey, thanks for listening. It's time for our quick break. Hey, Christy here. I hope you're enjoying the show. I know in each show we cover a ton of tips and maybe you're out and about and wish you could write something down. No problem. Come on over to fitnesssecrets.co, that's fitnesssecrets with an S.co, and check out our edited transcription of today's show. We are all about main ideas, so it's easy for you to start implementing these tips today. And while you're there, sign up for the newsletter so you get free marketing, planning, and operations for your fitness business. Okay, back to the show. And then this is going to sound like a funny question because I asked about the warm up. But th does the fifteen minute th do they stay and stretch on their own after? Um, I don't particularly see a need for stretching, but some people do. If people want to stretch, I have a machine that they can use. Mm -hmm. Most people opt not to stretch, and the reason for that is all I'm trying to do with my clients is build strength throughout a full range of motion. And that's the most important thing. So they're, they're strong throughout a whole range of motion. Stretching can be fine if it's needed. For most people, it's, it's really, if it feels good, great. If you need it for joint health, great. But a lot of people, you know, it's just not one of the, one of the things that I use as a, as a protocol. Mm -hmm. Which, and if, once again, I'm outside the box all the time. I, I know. Really interesting. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well, if you think about stretching, you know, here's my thing. Honestly, and and this is just the question I have. What 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 is my point? Why do I need to stretch? Other than someone told me to stretch, I don't do anything that people tell me. I figure out things that you know. What I'm saying I, I I just figure out what's what's going to work for me. How is this going to apply to my clients? And then I go from there. So yeah, if a person's a martial artist, probably needs some more flexibility. But for the average person that you're training, and that's most of us have average clients, if they want to stretch, they can. But it's not like the most important thing in the world because 
it doesn't apply to real life. What applies to real, what's functional, people talk about functional training, what's functional is to be strong throughout a full range of motion in every exercise that you can, keeping your joints safe and healthy, yeah. not, not breaking them down. And then the reason I only do two days a week is because once you stimulate a muscle, what you want that muscle to do is, is, is compensate, but not only compensate, you want it to overcompensate or get stronger. And so that's the whole goal. Once again, building strength. Most of the time, what I find with people um, is they train often enough to recover so they can do their next exercise, but not infrequently enough to get stronger, if that makes sense. Hmm, okay. So that, you, yeah, that's interesting. Just because, take, yeah, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you. no. You know, I, I want to do a pull-up. I have barely made any progress on that. You know, I've done different things, but then if I don't see progress, I'm just doing this on my own. I kind of, you know, so that I feel like that would apply. Correct. You know. Yeah. And I'm terrible at pull-ups, but I still try them. I've been actually working on them recently. And so if I want, if I want a client to do a pull-up, there's all kinds of ways that I go about it, but I might just start with negative onlys. And I might just do negatives or I might do inverted rows to begin with because we're working that same muscle group. Mm -hmm. Or I might grab a dip bar over my head and do seated pull-ups with just a dip bar to begin to do that. But yeah, with that thought process, it's like after time, you'll be able to do a pull-up. But it is a challenge for ladies because of the, the upper body strength. And I think a lot of times, you know, you just have to find what kind of fits you in the middle of that. But I like that goal. I want to do a pull-up. I love it. I, lo I always tell clients, we got to have goals. We got to have goals. That's super duper important. Yeah. And, and, but it sounds like you're saying the way to approach it would, would be to do work, build up to, through it with a, a way but w to fatigue, but then to allow my shoulder muscles to recover or my absolutely. back. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously with a pull-up, the weak link is going to be biceps. Okay. Mm -hmm. For me, my biceps, have, even as a competitive bodybuilder, they were always weak. And so my my back was good, but my, my biceps weren't. And so I really have to work hard at getting even, you know, even in my best days, 12 pull-ups, you know, was like hard, you know? So, and an odd thing about pull-ups for me is that I have found that I could like, you know, I would be able to get like six to eight reps with my body weight. And then I would add like a 25, 25 pound weight and still be able to get that same six to eight reps, which is hmm. very odd, but mm -hmm. it does, kind of give you a, a idea of muscle fiber typing from there on when you get fatigued. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know what I'm saying? There might be more fast twitch that causes a fatigue in a particular amount of time. Yeah. So. Okay, cool. Well, that was really interesting. And I think a lot of trainers, you know, we're assuming we're in the normal times, ask, think themselves, this is, could be an incredible way to address older market demographic people who are busy. How do you price this? Do you, like, what do you, I'm not I, sure relative to where you charge, but how much do you usually charge for 15 minutes or, and how many sessions do you usually sell? I generally look at um, the approach of training for, uh, when I'm bringing a client in, we look at a 12-week program so that I have a start and ending program on that, on that particular client. Then we set goals for them. And generally in 12 weeks, if you do it properly, what you'll do is you'll be able to lose anywhere from 20 to 30 pounds of pure body fat. And maybe based on the client, maybe gain a little bit of muscle or just maintain muscle. Because the truth is after 40, it's hard. To, unless you've never trained before, you're not going to gain a lot of muscle. You know, one of the biggest 
you know, things people like, you know, if you're over 40, do this, you'll gain more muscle. The truth is, it's just, if you've trained for any length of time, you're trying to hold on to muscle. Mm -hmm. So anyway, with that said, I, in my area, I charge $30 for 15 minutes. That's yeah. how I approach it. And it's, I think it's very reasonable. It's a win-win for the, for my business. It's a win-win for the client and it's a um, very doable program. Mm -hmm. And from your experience, since you're, you have more clients in a shorter amount of time, do you find that you're able to do, how do you schedule them? Do you do one session and then another person or do you have like breaks? go right after it. We got a, we got a block of time. Let's get it in. And I find that once you get a rhythm, it works so much better. So you, mm -hmm. you know, and, and once, and, and there'll be breaks in the middle, you know, obviously, but I'd like to go back to back. And so mm -hmm. when you're looking at, you know, four clients in an hour, you know, you obviously can figure the math on how that works. And if you're, you know, doing a particular, you know, sometimes I'll have, I know we have a pretty good business model. So yeah. we were actually before the, the end, we were at our best month. So before, really? yeah. So that's you know, awesome. Just, but once again, social proof is the key. And what you're looking for is you're looking for results. You have to be able to get people results. And, and I know the big thing now for a lot of gyms is, is boot camps. I just, I don't like, you know, I'm kind of an introverted person. And so it kind of like that one-to-one -one interaction there that works really well for me. And, and I, I'm also real kind of anal about how things should be done. So I want to make sure that the client is doing that, those particular exercises. Like you said, they can't do it on their own. You want to make sure that they're doing those particular exercises correctly and they're getting the results that they're after. And so that's why I just do, and it's a bit, it's a bit more work, you know, um, not having a group and the return is not as great, but I, I just, I think it's the right thing for me personally. And so I would rather, I, I would rather do the right thing than make more money. If you, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like it works perfect for how you like to train your personality mm -hmm. yes. interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then that brings me to today now with, I know that you just had to close your gym and like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm just, I'm so worried about all the small businesses. I'm glad to hear <laughs> it's a challenge, but it's good. You know, listen, here's the thing. I, I just keep the attitude. It, we're going to make it one way or another. We're going to figure it out. You know, I have trainers had to lay them off. That was the hardest part. And it should be hard when you're, you know, when you're an employer and you have to lay somebody out, that should hurt that, you know, if you care about people, that should be an issue. You know, yeah. I had to stop my advertisers and the whole nine yards. So that's heartbreaking. Um, but it's also life. And we're always going to go through, you know, I've been through the 08 crisis. I've, we've been through it all. And so my thought process in the middle of this is I'm going to figure it out. Um, if I have to go back to work and do the appointments, we'll figure it out. I did 30 years of this. It's not a big, you know, so I'm, the, 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 here's the beauty of being a trainer you have something that people need. And so once you have that and once they need you, you know, yes, we're going to lose some clients. That's going to be part of this whole thing. But once they need you, you know, and you work together well, you still have a business model. So I went from, you know, having a great month to zero, literally stopped everyone's payments. I'm like, okay, we're shutting the gym down. You know, I have all my stuff set up. So I'm stopping everyone's payments because that's what you have to do. It's just where we're at. Then I would reach out to people individually and say, hey, look, I'm going to do some online work. And if you want to be in on this, and most people are like, nah, I think I'm going to wait. 
you know, but you have a lot of people say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try it. So then I started developing protocols with online work, doing body weight or dumbbells only staying within the same confines though of what I do, 15 minute workouts, staying within that particular principle. And so, so today, this week's theme has been legs. So doing leg work with people, time static contraction, isometric exercise, using dumbbells, you know, all those things, but we're targeting legs. And so that's kind of how I approach my online. And now what I did when I, when I did that is, I, I don't know how many I have now, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to actually start scheduling them because they're kind of random. I got one here, one there. So now I'm going to, I have enough where I'm like, okay, I'm going to start scheduling these particular clients this particular time and see what, what goes from there. And then I have an online program I used, uh, we just used Teachable for it, where people can buy six to 12 week programs that we filmed a couple of years ago. I worked with a guy named Stephen Whittier and he is an online coach and kind of helped me. He just said, take everything you do in your brick and mortar business and put it online. That has been really, really helpful. So I brought in a videographer, we invested big in it and my son and I did workouts. And so we have the whole system together that people can just go through. I mean, everything that I would do with people, they could, they could purchase that particular program. And then there's even the option because I don't do a lot of private coaching, but I will do some. There is the option of, of, private coaching, which obviously is a little higher price in the middle mm-hmm. of that. So that's kind of how we're approaching things at this particular point in time. Okay. So the the Teachable is a six to 12 week program where people sign up and they get the videos, but they don't get one-on-one with you or like a program unless they sign up additionally for Correct. some type of program. There. But mm-hmm. what happens is if they want that initial phone call, they can make it a lot of people. Here's what's been interesting. I got it set up to where people can talk to me, but actually I found it really interesting. No one really talks to me. And I was like, what is going on? But the program is really explained well, because I reach out to people. Hey, I just saw you bought my program. Is there anything I can help you with? Like, no, I'm good. I kind of understand it. And then I have a private VIP group on Facebook and anybody who signs up for anything that I do, I put them in that private group. And then in that private group, I shoot video nearly every day. Um, like I just uploaded that short high intensity workout that I did with my son yesterday. And I'll shoot like, for example, right now people are dealing with emotional eating. That's, you know, like a big deal. People who are stuck at home are dealing with emotional eating and, you know, just talking to them. I'm, I'm, you know, I shot a video on food addictions and what we do and how we try to control our moods through food. So always educating people. And then every Friday, I have what I call check-in Friday, where I post a form to where people can fill out how they've done, what week they're in, how much weight they've lost, why or why, why or why not have they lost that weight. And then if they do need, you know, response, they can send me a message and I can respond from there. So everything's kind of put into a system to where it's, you know, kind of all set up. And then we celebrate, you know, you obviously celebrate wins for people. Somebody just contacted me with that online program. I talked to them yesterday and they said they're down 19.7 pounds. I think they're at the eight, eight week point. And, you know, just ask them like, well, what, what is your experience been? And it's like, well, this is not as complicated. Everything I do is very, very simple. And so, they said, you know, this is very doable. It's not as complicated as I thought it would be. It doesn't kill my body. I think that like in training, you have to treat your body gently so that you can go for a long period of time. 
if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So, so the it's so the online the VIP program with through Facebook where you get some daily videos that you shoot and there's the check-in Fridays that comes with because you have two online programs, right? Like, well, so technically one is an online training program where they just get videos and another is just one-on-one virtual right. training. Virtual training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, and I don't do, I'm not doing a lot of those. A lot of people with a one-on-one when they just buy the videos though, a lot of people need the coaching with that. They need a weekly phone call, a weekly check-in. And because of time constraints, I can't, I do like, you know, three or four of those a month and that's it. And so, but everyone else, you know, everyone goes into the VIP group and there's no charge on that. I just put people in there and it's just a way to build a community and, and to keep people engaged and, and things mm. like that. Okay. So I also have ahead. a free giveaway on that teachable, you know, where I give away a free, you know, workout for just to kind of introduce people to what I do. Mm-hmm. So you have, so the main thing during normal times has been this video program, right? The six to 12 week video program. And then they jump in and, and a few people, if they want more like a private coaching, you, you said like three max per month you'll take right. on. What are, what is the prices for those two pro for those programs? I have the six week at two ninety nine and the other one at five ninety nine, And then the private one, I just do that privately with people. That's a higher price tag there. Mm-hmm. And for, let's just say some trainers want to mainly do that. What would you suggest or what has worked for you for the private coaching? You mean like, how do you price that or how do you do? Well, once again, it's, it's built off a platform of what I already have. And so when you're adding that private um, coaching, you know, you might want to look at doubling your prices there. Um, simply because you're working with people with people in a one-on-one type of a setting, mm-hmm. and so you know, so that. You, but you you just have to you, in those ways. You you kind of want to coach people through. You want to talk to them. You want to see where they're at. And then you want to also suggest to people, hey, listen, this may not be a good fit for you. You know, so for some people, it's a good fit. Maybe this program works better for you. So you want to try to make sure that you're finding the right program for the right person. In the Mm -hmm. middle of that. And so, and there are a lot of people who's like, listen, I just want to, I want you to get me results. Here's what can I do? And so, and you know, it sounds, it sounds crazy, but when you're talking to people and with you, when you're meeting them once a week, it's really just a short phone call that like, for example, I had a lady who, who recently purchased the higher price program. She called me and she said, Hey, I, I'm doing really, really well, but I, I have cravings. And she said, Can I just get, you know, could I grab some almonds in the middle of those cravings? That was her questions. And I'm like, No. I'm like, the, the whole point is you're not having cravings, you're hungry. So you got to embrace that hunger. And so just answering that one question is is how people get results. Because if you give people like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm having a craving. So I'm going to have almonds. You've just increased your food intake. And now you're, you know, you're, you, you have to dig into that body fat. You have to embrace the grind a bit. And so having a coach to say, Hey, how are we doing this week? You know, that is just maybe a week. I given them access to call me as needed. And then I schedule that one time a week call. Mm, Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. So you're saying that if they want a more connection with you and that weekly coaching call, maybe double the price. So let's say, you know, $600 or $1,200 for the 12 program. Mm -hmm. They get a month, a weekly call, and then they have the opportunity 
if they needed to, they could call you or text you if they're having a... Yeah. And a lot of people, what they're, you know, people spend so much money on fitness. They do. They just spend a ton of money on things that don't, that just don't work. And so when you get a client at the end of 12 weeks, who's dropped 25 pounds of body fat, who's, who's gained straight, who feels better, you know, that that's priceless to them. Yeah. That's so. absolutely priceless. Now, what about this one-on-one training? I know with the recent change of events, that's been more important. Have you really leaned into that? I, I, I'm not going to do a whole lot more of those, but I do have some clients. I could if I wanted to, but I just really don't want to. I'm busy with other things at this point as well, but mm-hmm. I have a pretty good base and I kind of stay with that particular base. If everything stays in the same direction, then I might have to come up with an idea to to kind of go from there. So mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, like I said, I haven't reached out to a ton of people. I may have, I don't know, 10 or 12 clients right now. So mm-hmm. which is one-on-one virtual yeah. training, uh-huh. mm-hmm. which isn't bad. And so, so we're doing that. And then we're also using the, you know, the, the, the pre-made program as well. And so, mm-hmm. you know, so we're going with both of those particular programs. Yeah. Do you charge about the same amount for your 15 minute sessions? Everything's same. Everything's okay. same. I haven't changed anything. Yeah. Because yeah. they're getting the same programs and they're, you know. Yeah, absolutely. For the, for both of these, is there a specific way you're getting uh, clients uh, for mainly actually for the online program? How do you get people interested? Yeah. So, you know, I'm using Facebook organically. That's one thing, giving away free stuff all the time, doing a lot of posts, you know, right now, yeah, everybody's out there doing stuff, you know, everything's virtual. So you're swimming amongst the sharks, so to speak. But over the years, I've got a pretty good following. And so, so I still post things regularly. And then I give a little bit of a call to action for people who want to move in that direction. That's, I think the best way to go at this particular, at this particular time. And once again, I learned a lot from a guy that, I, like I said, I use, Stephen Whittier online. He's very, very helpful. A lot of trainers can go into his program and he gives a lot of content away free just to kind of help people get set up for the online training. Yeah, actually, Stephen was on the show. So okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, I saw he was your friend. So yeah, he has a lot of good content out there uh, about how do you get your online program yeah, going. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's the guy who helped me kind of set everything up to begin with. And he just gave me that one thought of take everything you do in your brick and mortar and put it online. Then I, what I did from there was I tried it and then I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all kinds of results online for people. It, it works perfectly. The follow along was great. It was really, really simple. Yeah. I did have a question for the, to create your videos, how much did it cost to put together your online website and time? Oh man, I don't even remember back then. It's been, a, like I said, a, over a year ago and I just hired a guy to come in and do it. But off the top of my head, I just don't recall. You can, honestly, you could probably get away with it just using a, an iPhone. But the guy that came in, he had a GoPro and he had all kinds of angles and lighting and the whole nine yards. So he was pretty mm-hmm. good. He was one of our buddies, but he was pretty good with it. So I don't recall what the actual price was for that because it was a while. I'd have to look in my, in my, you know, in my, in my files to see. Yeah. About how much time then did it take you to put together? It took us a lot of time. And the reason was we were actually doing workouts. And so when you're, and we did dumbbells and body weight. 
So when you're doing a workout, I would, I started off by myself. Then I brought my son in cause I'm like, Oh, these are going to be super hard. So I trained him and then he would train me and then we'd try and get an extra one in, but you, but you have a lot of fatigue from, so we would generally film about two a week and that's kind of how we went about it. And I filmed six months worth of content. So I haven't even released a second amount yet. We just have the first 12 weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. And could, so what about like your number of members that you get signing up a month? Do you usually have? Oh, just on the online? Yeah, just the online. So I haven't pushed it a lot, but I get, I get, I think I had four or five signed up last month. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which isn't bad. I mean, you know, primary yeah. source of income is our one-to-one online. I mean, our one-to-one in-house, but now we're, you know, we're getting more people signing up from that. So, you know, if we get up to 10 a month, I think that would be great. Yeah. You know, if we could Absolutely. do that. So it's just a matter of staying with it in the middle of everything else that's going on and just continuing to market and go from there. But now, right now, when everything hit pause, I was actually doing advertising for online. I was trying to build that up. So right now it's, I was actually using paid Facebook ads for it. So right now though, I'm kind of, you know, we stopped. And so now I'm trying to figure out which way is the best way to go about it. It, Did you stop because it was getting expensive? I stopped because we didn't have any income coming in to pay for the ads anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Facebook advertised very expensive stuff. Yeah. Um, And I had advertisers that kind of did the work for me. And yeah. So, you know, cause once again, being busy, I, it's just not my, it's not my niche is, you know, figuring out how to do those things. So yeah. I, I, I use people over the years to help me do those and that really helped build my business. Yeah. For, so you were saying that you were doing Facebook ads for your, uh, brick and mortar business, not your online training business. I'd use, I did both. Oh, okay. I would, yeah, yeah, I would just, you know, you would run ads for a particular time when they had kind of, kind of die down, then you'd go in a different direction. That way you keep things fresh. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that, that's really, I think that's just a really helpful information for anyone who was thinking about putting their programming online. And then I actually just had one more question because I know you mentioned that you, I mean, you seem like a relaxed guy, but you know, a lot of the people are just like pulling their hat and they're worried, but it sounds like you, you said that you set up your new gym, which I know you said you just opened in, in a way where, you know, you, you know, you can get through it. Could you tell me just gen- like some numbers when opening your gym? Because I, I threw a lot of money at opening my gym and it was expensive. And I'm always just curious the different ways people have approached it and what it ended up costing them. You mean, well, we actually bought a building and, and I had never done that before. Okay. So yeah, that was about $150,000. Yeah. And so, so yeah, that was our, that was our investment. And so right now, you know, with that said, yeah, I'm doing everything I can to kind of keep that moving forward. But I also had saved a lot of money. I had enough money for a down payment. I had enough money for a few months in the gym in case something like this happened. And so, so we were able to, you know, we're able to, we're able to make it at least at this point, make it through. And the other part of that too is, I don't know what's going to happen. We may not make it through. So I don't really know. But also, I give an example. Last Friday, I was, I also run a church, by the way. So that's why I'm busy with a lot of different things. Okay, sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. 
So last Friday, I was going through trying to get the loans for the Paycheck Protection Program, and it was so stressful. I didn't have the proper documentation. I just felt all this stress, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'm not going to live my life like this. I, if this, you know, I'm just, I'm not even going to worry about this. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone and see if it comes back to me because I didn't have the paperwork. I couldn't get a hold of anyone. So I just, I stopped it and it was actually kind of freeing just to kind of go through that. And then I have a meeting today that actually my banker contacted me and asked me to come in and meet with him. And so it's kind of coming back around for me to see what happens. And if we get that program, great. If we don't, that's okay too. You know, if we make it, if business, and I believe that we're going to come back, but if we don't, there's not much we can do about those particular things at this point in time. And so for me, it's like, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, keep my faith alive and keep my hope alive. And, you know, but also understand that the reality of this is, is very, very heavy. And so, but I, I'll, I will say that I'll, I'm going to make it. That's my mindset. I'm going to figure it out. You know, I started in my garage with nothing. If I have to start again with nothing, I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll figure it out. So that, that's my mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that sounds like a good mindset and I think that's, a, that's really all we can do. So I think that works. And just for the building, for the, you mentioned that you bought the building. Did you have to put a lot of money into like the build out to get it ready as a gym? We did a ton of work, but I did not. I had a lot of gym guys. We have such a good community. You know, we just came in and we're, people were so helpful. Oh, nice. You know, we have a good jujitsu school as well on top of my part. Now, the hardest part was moving the gym equipment. That was the hardest part. Yeah. But I honestly did not have to use a ton of money with that. Honestly, it oh, was, wow. yeah, it was, it, it really wasn't more than a few thousand dollars. You know, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. We, we were really fortunate in that, in that respect. Okay. But well, you know, once that. again, we're in the middle of this thing. And so you're going, whoa, my timing was about three weeks too soon because <laughs> we're just three weeks in and we have to shut down. Yeah, I know. And I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, but we're going to stay positive, like you said. And I, it sounds like your online programming is re going really well. And I'm really interested in to seeing how uh, that goes because I think it's a unique product with the 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know it's like I said, I know it's like, Oh my gosh, it's that there's no way that could work. But when we're, I'll send you a, a uh, some of my results from that when, once I get a chance and yeah, over to you, so. you, you. I've seen them. You don't even okay. have to, I've seen them and it's fantastic. So I'm, I'm actually, actually, I wanted to ask you, I think I'm, a lot of people are going to look this up. Is there, I know that you've kind of pioneered a lot of this from what we're talking about, but is there a term besides high intensity training since that sort that a lot of people can use that word if they wanted to search for books on this? Is there oh a gosh. word for that? Let me give you a few authors that I love. I, okay. I, a guy named Ellington Darden, um, one of my favorites. I actually um, spent $500 to go to his home and talk to him just because he was, it was on my bucket list. I, flew, I was in Florida. I sent him a message and, and cause I've written, he's written 70 books or so. And he's just, he's really good with what he does. And so I was able to go in. he trained me. The workout took about eight to 10 minutes, trained me in his home, super high intensity training. So he, he is excellent with that. John Little's another one, Doug McGuff, also is a guy named Drew Bay. 
who's got his site. There's a lot of, this is, yeah, this is a, it's a kind of a movement there. There's actually a guy named Lawrence Neal who does uh, high intensity podcasts. And we're all kind of in this community because it's kind of something that we all love in the middle of what we're doing. So there, there, it's, it's, it's a, there's a ton of people out there who do this. It's just not real mainstream at this point. And it's some people use a half hour sessions once a week. It just depends on the person and what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. I will definitely look them up. And I think our listeners learned so much from what you, your experience, uh, this 15 minute workout. So thank you so much for your time. And, you know, I, I really hope that we all get open and you get open your, your gym soon again. So do I. It's a pleasure speaking with you is, is an honor. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank Take you. Care. Alrighty. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end, .co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.